welcome back, ladies, gentlemen, boys, and girls. This is the Star Chronicles Dallas Cowboy Podcast. My name is Troy Hill, and I'm joined here this evening with Kyle and Ron, a.k.a. the Starstruck Fan. How are you both doing this evening? All is well, Troy. All is well. Pretty good. Yep. Pretty good. Yep, it's always good after a Cowboys victory. And yes, it's been <laughs> a few days. But I'm still savoring on that victory, even though it's only preseason. What is your guys' thoughts on the victory? 31-16 Cowboys over the Las Vegas Raiders. Let's start with you, uh, Ron. Yeah, um, it was preseason week three, but, you know, so you can't, of course, read way too much into it. But the fact that they put up a whole lot more points than they did in the previous uh, couple of games uh, with Dak on the sideline calling plays, um, I was impressed with the um, the flow because you can't really say, well, it was preseason week three because we've had preseason week threes before and got smashed, you know, and everybody's like, oh, well, this doesn't count and, and all this stuff. But the fact that I just love the play calling and it seemed to really fit who was the quarterback for that week. So I was just impressed with that, the, the offensive um, output and production with uh, Will Greer and uh, Dak Prescott combination. Yep, I, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, I wonder if this is going to be something that Dak Prescott might be doing in the future after his NFL career is over, whenever that may be. Mike could be offensive coordinator. It just seemed like the way he was calling the plays that, you know, it just seemed like, it's, like you said, it just like totally molded what Will Greer needed to do and what type of player he is. And I think it worked out well. What are your thoughts, Kyle? Yeah, I mean, it was nice to see them get a win, put up some points. I mean, it's the offense clicking a little bit. Um, it's hard to put too much stock in it. It's funny because my girlfriend's like, why are you watching this game? Because I had to DVR it. Because I, mm-hmm. I, really pay- I wasn't paying super attention, and she called me out on it. And I was like, it really doesn't matter because this was after cut day. So I watched it yesterday. It's like half these guys who are playing aren't even on the team anymore. So mm-hmm. <laughs> those things were – I'm just watching it to watch it. You know what I mean? Keep, you know, look eye and like uh, – because I, I heard about Lipke, uh, uh, you know, uh, having a good game. And then obviously I heard about the uh, – the missed field goal and then the made field goal from 59 yards. I wanted to see that. I heard mm-hmm. about, I heard about our uh, former cornerback being lined up off sides on defense. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> I just, like, those things were, I, you know, I got to see it, you know what I mean? Cause I've heard about it on, on the radio or whatever. So I was like, so I watched it and it's just, Kind of funny how he's like literally like within a day he's not even on the team anymore. But yeah, yeah. That, that, I mean, it, it, it is uh, just being lined up literally with your feet standing right on the line. <laughs> yeah. And these are such remedial. These are things I know. that we learned in Pop Warner. Uh, you know, I mean, just uh-huh. any type of league. And this stuff you learned well in before you even get into high school no, athletics. No. And, yeah. and you got and you got this guy, but he's no longer here to worry about exactly. Uh, which, which, <laughs> <laughs> Which, um, 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 just quickly before we go into the cuts, um, back to the Dak Prescott uh, play calling. Do you think that's something that he could do for himself? You know, because there is quarterbacks that do call their plays in some instances. Do you think that's something that Dak Prescott could be capable of doing, or is it easy? Would be easier just for him on the sideline to do something like that? You think that's something he could do in game for himself if he if he had the opportunity to do that? And if that's something that might be holding him back. Because we've always complained about kind of like about how he's kind of had like a thumb on him, you know, and he's getting blamed for all this, that, and the other, but he's still not been able to do what I feel like. Any, for, anyways, for what I feel like he's fully capable of doing. Any thoughts on that, um, Ron? 
Yeah, uh, well, if if I've been hearing correct, that's actually what this new uh, Texas, what is it, Texas Coast offense is mm-hmm. what it is actually designed to do is to put the offense more control in his hands. And I think this was kind of a uh, preview uh, of sorts, even though he wasn't on the field, of him actually looking at situations and knowing what plays to call. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. the thing was different is it was Will Greer out there versus him having to execute. So, of course, the difference going forward is going to have to be him calling the plays. He's, of course, going to have a different advantage point than now you're going to be on the field. So you're not going to have the same uh, sight that you're going to see from the sidelines, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And then also it's going to come down to him executing because it's one thing to know what the defense is in. It's one thing to know what you're calling. But you still got to make that throw and make the right read in the call. So, absolutely. Um, what What's your thoughts, Kyle? Yeah, I think uh, I always thought he was a pretty intelligent quarterback. I think he's very smart. You know what I mean? And he he puts in a a lot of work. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and these quarterbacks, most of them have the latitude of you know, I'm going to give you two calls. You can you know, if you got to make an audible, go to the next you know you know audible out of it. Go. So it's like most most quarterbacks i feel like go the in line of scrimmage with two plays in mind you know what i mean given Absolutely. what the defense is going to read so mm-hmm. I, you know i i think like i said I, I trust him in the offense i mean you know he's a uh, i don't know I, he's one of the hardest working guys on that team i think anybody will tell you that yes. too you know what i mean i think mm-hmm. uh he's just a smart guy i think he's got a lot of he's got a high, to me anyway he's got a very high football iq you know what i mean like uh, granted last year was interceptions but like yes that was out of the, that was out of the norm you know what i mean it's like he wasn't, he wasn't just chucking it up there, yes, you know I mean? It's yes. just, you know. Yeah, it was out of the norm, but it was something that our fan base was trying to – fan base, not just a fan, ma- fan base, with social media and regular yeah, they, media. They were just they're trying latching to on to that. It, yeah, they were yeah. trying to make it and turn it into a norm. Yes, um, yes. Uh, um, what's your thoughts on that, uh, Ron, with just social media and just our fan base in general trying to, like, turn things, making things bigger than what they are, especially in terms when it comes to Dak Prescott? It's tough to really say, you know, I'm, I'm old. I'm before all this stuff really got going <laughs> before even maybe the internet came online. So mm-hmm. of course um, it's different because social media is what makes a lot of things today. Um, mm-hmm. People see what they see and then they put it out there and, you know, you got clickbait and all sorts of stuff. And, you know, so it's not hard to really get people to jump on board with that. And, and yeah, and, and you're going to see the mistakes and things that are out there. But the thing is, with social media, when you put information out there like that, uh, that may not be true. If you get enough people to follow behind that, it's going to get a large <laughs> following and a large uh, repost and all kind of things like that out there in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Like um, like uh, Troy Aikman not being a Cowboy fan. We'll talk about that another time. But uh, <laughs> that's something. That's something else that our fan base has conjured up. That's one hundred percent nonsense. Troy Aikman just not being good. That's another one that's been put out there. I'm like, I watched the guy, but anyway, mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. I, that was one of the topics. So I won't stay on that. <laughs> yeah, we'll t- we'll talk about uh, the the wonders of Troy Aikman uh, one day in a future episode because to me he is. Uh, I mean, to me, he's just the best to ever do it in my mind. But then again, I'm a Cowboy fan. So, you know, I might be a little biased. Um, but the, uh, again, before we uh, take away from Dak or leave Dak, the conversation of Dak anyways, um, I think it doesn't it doesn't go enough being said about his level of work ethic and how much this guy works. And I think mm-hmm. and I just think that, you know, again, with the 
with sometimes the negativity is brought towards this man. I think a lot of that, a lot of stuff that this man actually does is muddled in it. But, mm-hmm. but anywho, it, again, nonetheless, it was an excellent Cowboy performance um, offensively, and I really enjoyed the preseason game. I'm looking forward to the regular season. Um, let's go ahead and talk about Will Greer for just a few moments, kind of like uh, just talk about him just a little bit more. Anything that did he do or anything that he – was there anything that he did make made you start wondering and double-thinking about the Trey Lance thing and, and maybe uh, Will Greer might be the guy we should keep as a third, third quarterback on this team? Who's going first? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, you know, I was one of the first ones to say I'd seen enough of Will Greer. And I, and I was honest in that. I, I had seen enough of Will Greer. I don't know if preseason week three is enough to convince me that, you know, maybe there was something there with him. Because uh, at the end of the day, like I spoke on before, before the Trey Lance news had hit out there, is really was Will Greer going to be your future at age 28? Um, was that going to be a guy that the Cowboys were going to look to in the event something whatever happened with Dak, and not even if, if nothing did happen with him, Will Greer sits on that bench for two years. He's thirty now, you know. Realistically, was there really a future in Will Greer at in any sort of the things? He he didn't appear to beat out Cooper Rush in the time that he did, but in the first two yeah. games, um, the third game is is just tough because you. You don't have enough to go off of for consistency, unfortunately, and and you just can't. I mean, three games, he did good in the third. There's not a fourth to see can he do something consistently or is this just a one-off? Was it Dak influence in that? Because a lot of people said Dak's rookie season success came because Romo was on the sideline. So I, I don't know. I don't know if there was just enough to really change my opinion. Great game, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, great game. I, I'll give him credit in that, but I just don't know if it was enough to – to say that I, I think otherwise that Trey, about Trey Lance now being with the team. Yeah, I mean, great. I mean, like, like, I agree with you. Like I said, uh, I mean, I think he had a great performance. Um, he's currently signed uh, third string quarterback now for the um, Cincinnati Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Kyle, what is your thoughts on Will Greer? I mean, I said it two weeks ago. I don't think much about Will Greer. He's a third string quarterback. You know what I mean? Like I just. I think uh, we're putting a lot of stock in developing a third string quarterback. Like, I don't know any of the team that gets, I don't know any of the team that third string quarterback has talked about as much as Will Greer and, and Trey Lance. You know what I mean? Like, I, I totally uh, agree. Like, 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 like the Bears just signed uh, Nate Peterman. You know what I mean? There's no press conference. You know what I mean? No one's giving mm. a press conference. He's not doing interviews. Coaches aren't asking questions about it. Like, but it's Dallas and it's goddamn the third pick overall bust from two years ago, Trey Lance. And of course, it has to do with, Oh, now, now we can speculate. Stephen A can speculate and all the other idiots. Oh, is this a shot up to Dak? Is it a message? You know what I mean? It's like, he's a third-string quarterback who couldn't even beat out Sam Darnold. You know what I mean? For the second-string job. And, and, you know what I mean? Like, uh, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sorry. He could. And, like, we can all say what, you know, he only had three games. But, like, from everything I've heard from multiple resources from podcasts, it was like, he was not good in practice. He He just could not grasp the offense. He's not accurate. He's... Like, he got beat out basically in practice by Sam Darnold. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's just like, you know, like, and and, then, and, it go, and I'll go to, and I'll, this will be my final thing on this one. I'm not worried about who the third-string quarterback is in 2025 or 2026 because I, 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 I only care about winning a Super Bowl. It's been 27 years. I cannot worry about developing a third-string quarterback. I don't give a yes. shit. I, wa- I want people, 11 people on the field 
on both sides of the ball who, who are going to win this year. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care about 2025. I'm, yes. I'm at the point where I used to. I used to. Like, 10 years ago, I was always like, oh, we can't ruin the salary cap. We got like, no, no. Yeah. We need – this fan base needs a Super Bowl now. I don't care about developing – Stone else's problem. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, and I th- I'm 100% on board with you. And, and Mike McCarthy has to be feeling the same way because I'm pretty sure Vegas odds has him to be the favorite, uh, the first head coach fired. And if he's fired, then is he worried about developing a third quarterback for two years from now? And three, you know what I mean? In 2025, no. like he could care less. He needs to win now. You know what I mean? Like, and that's this whole tra- this whole Trey Lance thing is a distraction for me, man. It's just, I really, th- I, I agree with you because you, because you have people. You literally had people up before the cuts we were getting ready to talk about next. We had people sitting there thinking that we were going to have four quarterbacks on this roster now all mm-hmm. of a sudden just because mm-hmm. of the performance of Will Greer. And now, mm-hmm. now we got Trey Lance, and I just think it mm-hmm. has been a big distru- uh, distraction. Then yeah. you come out saying that Dak wasn't notified or Mike McCarthy wasn't mm-hmm. notified. Well, I mean, I don't know if Dak really needed to be notified or not. But I don't th- – like, again – you know, I don't know about uh what people know about here locally at Dak Prescott. He's a sponsor. He's a spokesman for uh, Sleep Number Beds here. I don't know if he's mm-hmm. out. The, I don't know if he's out like <laughs> out, the, out like in a mainstream country as a spokesman. But here, he he's, he's national. Yeah, yeah, it was national. Okay, so he had his sleep number at forty when he found out. Trey drafted, <laughs> not yeah. giving one shit about that yeah. whole situation. I mm-hmm. and, and it really. It's, it's like disconcerting when I see our fan base starting to talk about like, well, when he plays and when he gets time and we need to get like two separate offenses, one for Dak to run and one for him to run. I'm like, just we need to stop with the nonsense. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I understand that you, some people don't like Dak for whatever reason. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But don't but don't blindly just start picking up and thinking of any solution to sit there and try and do something outside of Dak. Because it, it gets ridiculous after a while. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, what, what's your thoughts on that, Ron? And then we're going to go on to the cuts. Thank you so much for coming back to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if we was going to move on before it got back to me. Oh No, no, we got you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is, this is interesting because I heard what Kyle say. Respect everything that Kyle and you guys say all the time. You know that. Um, mm-hmm. But he did mention Nathan Peterman. Now, where's Nathan Peterman right now? Who's he playing for? It doesn't matter. That's the point. I think he's with Chicago. It doesn't matter. He's with the Bears. I'm bringing up an interesting point. That's why I'm asking the question. He's with the Bears. Justin Fields just got drafted, number all overall pick, and the verdict is that they're not turning their back on Justin Fields just yet. I say all that because I'm saying the reason why Trey Lance is getting so much news with the Cowboys at QB3 because right now there's a lot of people not believing in Dak right now. I'm sorry to say that. And and I'm just saying he's one of the questionable QB1s in the league right now that's saying if he does not get it done this season, he could be on his way out at some point. Rather that's, than other okay, yeah. okay, but financially that's impossible. Yeah, financially, it, it, yeah, financially it's impossible. You would you would ruin this team financially if you moved on him from after this year. Like he's yeah, going to be here for another at least another two years. Yeah, you're sitting, you're sitting point, our team to the Stone Age and stuff. That, and it would be, be and like at, that. Yeah, that. And at that point, and at that point, Trey Lance's contract is up. You know what I mean? And having played no no games, so what? Do you, what it does a dead thing. And you're yeah. still, and then you're going to have to pay him something too. Exactly, it makes no sense. <laughs> this pay makes no sense. Probably not going to pay him as much you're paying Dak right now. Oh, of course not. But you're going to have to pay him something for that third round pick or for that pick that three. 
But that is what I'm trying to explain why QB3 is getting so much talking news in Dallas because any other QB1 position isn't really in the one that's in Dallas right now where there's a lot of pressure that I mentioned a couple of podcasts, I believe, ago. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a pressure season for Dak Prescott. No, he won't get replaced after one season. But you better believe next season, if he has a questionable season this year, He's going to be in a position where he's now looking over his shoulder going into that second year where the money is a little different. Right now, now, like I said, right now Trey Lance is not better than Sam Darnold. And we can both argue, well, Sam Darnold is not better than Dak Prescott. So, like, I don't see any scenario where where anybody in the organization feels comfortable saying, you know what? I know we got to pay Dak, but we got Trey Lance who's done nothing but run scout team and practices. And, you know what I mean? Like, let let, me – we I, have to move on from him to put on to be. We're not going to pay Dak fifty. We're going to pay Trey Lance twenty five million. You know what I mean for an unproven guy. I just yeah, it makes money, it makes the, no the, sense. The money I, is we, not going to be there. I mean, it's just no. I mean, you're going to make your team. I mean, you're just going to just literally destroy your franchise. To me, this smells of like Drew Henson and Ryan Leaf. You know, just, it's like yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Uh, a change of <laughs> scenery or whatever the case it may the, be. The, the, yeah. Yeah. The best they could hope for is that he puts some good practice tape together and they can flip him for a third round pick when someone goes down next training camp. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I just, I just don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I, like I said, the only way he's not good. Scenario, the only Trey Lance scenario works and stuff is like scenario I told you within Madden, which is a video game, people. Yeah. Is that, yeah, I, I, can, cut, I, can, I, can, cut, I can cut Dak today and I can, you know, I can roll with Trey Lance just because, because it's Madden. Not if, real if, life. <laughs> if, if, Mike, if Mike McCarthy doesn't get past the divisional round, do we all think he's fired after this year? I think it's Super Bowl or bus. Well, that's just me. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Okay, so that's my point. So that's my point. And then who do you think is coaching the team next year? Because I could guarantee it's Dan Quinn, a defensive player, a defensive coach, right? So who's running this offense next year? Who's going? Who's who's developing Trey Lance next year? You know what I mean? Like we don't even know who's going to be the offensive coordinator next year if, if Mike McCarthy gets fired. You know what I'm saying? Like that's true. You know, so, there are so many variables that, like, I just, you know, like I said, to me, it doesn't really even makes it makes no sense, and I could care less. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I, I, I just I think it's that. But Jerry Jones and the Cowboys just gave up a fourth round pick, and I know people are saying it's just a mid round pick. It's just no, it's not. We got some, we've gotten value. That. We've gotten value at not, fourth round picks. You would not <laughs> give a fourth round pick for Will Greer. You would not do that. But they decided that Trey Lance was worth a fourth-round pick. I don't think you give up a mid-round pick for a guy that some reason you're thinking about trying to invest in this guy in the future, if possible. That's my only thing. I'm not saying it was a good decision. I don't saying that this guy, oh, he's got a great chance of doing it. But the Cowboys, where they gave up a fourth-round pick for this guy to bring him in as a QB3, somebody's thinking about something in the event something happens. That's all I'm going to say, and I'm going to make it sound as confusing as possible. <laughs> somebody gave up a fourth-round, mid-round pick this, for a QB3 for a reason. That's well, why I'm off my t- Well, starstruck, I'm going to tell you what my master plan is. <laughs> I'm gonna get everybody. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get everybody in my football stadium, and I'm gonna sit there and Dak, Dak Prescott, Dakota Prescott's gonna go out there and win the next two Super Bowls, the next two years, and retire and fly right off into the sunset. 
and Trey Lance officially be our quarterback in the Dallas Cowboys. That's the only that's the only yeah. ridiculous thing I can sit there and be like, oh, I actually get it now. But that's not yeah. happening either. So I mean, isn't Cooper? I mean, isn't <laughs> I mean, isn't Cooper Rush on a contract next year too? He signed a two year contract. So I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just I don't know, man. Like yeah. this this this, 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 this move clearly isn't about this year. So maybe next year. I mean. That's, they're not picking up his fifth year option clearly so he's under no. contract for what for one seat you know this year and one next year then you gotta make a decision on him i don't know i, I just I yeah know. yeah it's weird it's, it's just to, weird it's just very weird it is dak's gotta perform this team's gotta win it will kill a lot of this we have got to see some things happen this season that will squash a lot of this <laughs> no you're 100 correct but um let's go ahead and hop into the cuts um to me I mean, not really anything notable. I mean, Lipke, that surprised me. I thought he was gone after his performance, but after his performance on Saturday, I thought for sure, I was like, nobody could have told me different that it wasn't going to be uh, Pollard, uh, Vaughn, um, Waddle, and Davis. But um, yeah. Lipke gets that role, and I'm assuming probably it's because he has some, some experience at fullback as well. He looks good out there. I think he might be a, a short yardage guy. You know what I mean, he, he, he moved the pile pretty good. He, and he, he could catch too. I was surprised how well he caught out of the backfield. Yeah, like he was yeah. catching. Yeah, but I thought, I thought with Davis being on the roster last year, and I mean, mm-hmm. I, I remember clearly telling you guys last year that uh, if we didn't have Zeke going next year, that I would be okay, one hundred percent okay, rolling with Paul oh, yeah. Davis. I'm a, yeah, you I'm know? okay with that too. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't, so, yeah. I, so in that regard, I was kind of surprised that Davis was cut. I mean, he's on the yeah. practice squad now. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, um, Ron? And is there anybody notable for you? Well, I tell you what. I was sending some messages back and forth with someone about that on that night. And I said, I felt, when those guys are going into that preseason week three games, there's two judges that are going on in that game. There's a judge, judger of execution, and there's a judger of competition. Will Greer got judged based upon his preseason on competition. Uh, Malik Davis, to my, to based the way I observed it, Malik Davis got judged off of competition. He's been there for a couple of seasons now. So they expect a little bit more out of you when you're playing guys second, third, fourth down the line as far as production. Luki was judged based on execution because he's a rookie. So all he had to do was go out there do what they told him to do, catch, block, run, whatever it is. To me, I saw him check off almost every block that you would mm-hmm. need. And Davis just didn't check off enough blocks for me. Mm-hmm. Like, or it didn't really matter because it's like, it's preseason week three. You should be dominating anyway with the couple of seasons that you have under your belt. But yes, it's Mark. He checked off more blocks to me. And when you're looking for a guy that Zeke is gone, I'm sorry. I don't see it in Davis and Dowdle. Uh, I don't have enough faith in those guys to, to be able to knock out those short yardage carries. And Lukey, he was when he got the ball in his hand, it looked like every time he gained at least a yard, he was moving mm-hmm. the board. He was picking the right holes, even though he didn't have blazing speed, because that's all you really need in short yardage. You're not worried exactly. about Exactly. Yeah. You don't. I don't care if he doesn't take the ball 80 yards for to the house, but if he can pick up a key first down in certain situations, short, that's what I'm looking for. And he checked that block off for me. Yeah, I hope I hope they um utilize everyone 
that they did keep, you know, if possible, because I, I really do like our running backs, you know, and, and Lipke, you know, like I said, I was kind of surprised still, but I mean, the way you just described it and explained it, I, I totally get it. Um, What's your uh, thoughts on that, Kyle? Yeah, he was surprising. And I know, like I said, because it, gets one, to the, like, but, because it gets to the point where sometimes if you get enough enough reps, something's bound to happen either or just because you're getting reps. Yeah. So I don't know sometimes what that necessarily means is because you're excelling but, or is it because you're yeah. getting the opportunity or what does it mean? You know what I mean? So, well, you know what, you know what Ron said, though? He, this guy, he played phenomenal. I mean, yeah. they, even though the, there was one play where he had a blitz pickup and he put this guy in his ass. You know what I mean? Like, and, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I know that's the whole thing. Oh, is he because they're a good blocker? Like Hunter Lipke, a rookie out of North Dakota State, did the same damn thing. You know what I mean? He he got the hard yards. He was catching, you know, like pass swing passes, and like I I just thought he played so well. I mean, I know it's a, a third string guys, but like yeah. he did his assignment. He didn't blow any assignments. Like exactly. we've seen plenty of we've seen plenty of running backs blow assignments when it comes to uh, pass protection. We saw Malik Davis. We saw Dowdle blow a couple. But this guy he picked it up right away. And like From, I, I've been. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I've been arguing so long that I'm not paying one guy $16 million and I can have three guys do the same job combined for $5 million. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's just my – when it comes to running backs, that's my whole philosophy. You know what I mean? I just – Yeah. Between, between Dowdle, Malik Davis, and, and and Lipke, I mean, you've got, you know, one Zeke. You know what I mean? And yeah. you get, get move the pile on, on short yardage and, 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 and pass protect. That's all you need to do from those guys and let Pollard – and do spear home run guys, you know? Yeah, That's, I mean, you know? <laughs> it, it, no, I agree. I mean, I think mm-hmm. for the value out of the four versus, you know, the mm-hmm. one thing with Zeke, it's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it makes a uh, – I mean, I just think it's just worked out really, really well. Yeah. And, um, and I'm very, yeah. very pleased. And I'm very – again, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm very, very pleased uh, about our receiving core, which we all – you know, yeah. we we call that. You know, I think we called it right down the right down the line as far as uh, yeah. we definitely keep on that too. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, we're definitely we're definitely got a we got a quite a bit of talent. You know, it's and, a and, solid and, squad. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Mean, it, it is not like '90s level Cowboys still. Mm-hmm. Probably, probably nothing like it since then. <laughs> but but it's just like a lot of a lot of solid. Exactly, role players, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's in there that I think is going to give our team a shot this year. Um, yeah, well, what do you what do you think about that? Just like the team that we currently have assembled, um, um, Ron. I, I like it. I like what is coming together on on all sides of the ball. I think they, uh, of course, there was some tough decisions to be made out there. Some guys we we were able to get back um, onto the practice squad, you know, as far as for depth and things. So. I like you. You got some hungry guys. They they really the ones that I think the only person we have, may have missed out on is the uh, defensive end pass rusher. I think everybody had seen a spark out of him, but at the end of the day, it was just when you got Micah Parsons filling that role, it took away that spot, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, that young man, and so he had to move on elsewhere. Uh, what do you guys feel about the trade? Isn't it kind of like trading the same thing? It's like that we're getting kind of like the same person. <laughs> basically yeah yeah that's what they're saying i mean he's the guy wasn't even active at like 17 games the last two years you know what i mean so you know he's just changes i'm I'm okay with it you know i mean i'm okay with it you know it's like he's gonna be covering you know justin jefferson week one or anything you know (laughs) yeah exactly and jones was cut too correct or they still can't do nothing with him yet technically how does that work oh yeah he's suspended so until he comes off his 
suspension, he's still a part of the team right now. He's on a list. Yeah, he's on like a reserve <laughs> suspended list. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only reason why. Yeah, it, it must suck just knowing just things that are inevitable. You're just like looking at the the calendar mm-hmm. every single day, just like knowing you knowing that your numbers getting ready to come up. <laughs> you know. Yeah going to be like James Washington, even though James Washington is more of an injury versus a suspension, but it's going to be like inactiveness is probably going to be being inactive, I should say, is going to probably be the thing that dooms him in because these other guys are going to probably be performing over the next couple of weeks and it's going to probably be enough that they're probably going to say, you know, we don't even need to see what you can bring to the table. Yeah, I, I totally agree. <laughs> he's suspended and he's injured to my knowledge. Yeah, it's, it's 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 just odd. It's an odd uh, situation. This guy hasn't got a shot at all, but you know yeah. he doesn't really injured, doesn't really deserve it anyway. So he could have played in the preseason, but he was injured, so that didn't help his case either. So he couldn't even play because he was injured, and now the regular season he's suspended. So I think it's just going to be one of those things. The other guys that are on the team are going to get an opportunity, and it's going to just be enough that they're like, oh well, sorry. Yeah, I think it just is one of those things where they got they got three weeks to figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, and it's one of those things where if someone if if you know Dowdle pulls a hamstring in, in week one, then you know what, yeah. he's going to be out for four weeks. Then you know what, you know Jones comes back in a week. You know it work it'll it'll work itself out. You know what I mean? It always does. You know what I mean? Something like that always works itself out. Good, good call on that, Kyle. Yep. Like the tight end situation. Remember how we were? Oh my God! After week one, who was that one tight end? Uh, John Stevens. Oh my God! He how are we going to fit all these tight ends in this? But then like. Next week he blows out his knee. It's one of those things where it, you know now we're you know every tight end it make made the squad. So it's just a, uh, it's almost like insurance. You know what I mean? It's just it'll work itself out. And if no one gets hurt and he's then it is, then you release him. You know what I mean? It's not a big deal. He'll yeah. be out there in the free agent market. You know? <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, he'll find a spot with some other team. But um, yeah, we have uh, some sad news in the Dallas Cowboy organization today. Gil Brandt he passed away. Uh, Gil Brandt served as the vice president of player personnel for the Cowboys from 1960 to 1988. After graduating from the University of Wisconsin, Brandt first broke into scouting, working part-time for the Los Angeles Rams. In 1958, Brandt got his first full-time opportunity with the San Francisco 49ers before making a move to Dallas to take the job as a chief talent scout with the Cowboys upon the franchise's inception in 1960. In his 28 years, Brandt made an impact on scouting that has still felt in the game today. He is credited for the introduction of computers and scouting and evaluate, evaluation, along with the drafting of players such as Roger Starbuck and Herschel Walker. He is also credited for his undrafted pickups of Drew Pearson, Cliff Harris, and Everson Walls. What are you guys' thoughts on just, I mean, because he had a hell of a career with us. Um, well, let's go with you, Kyle. You know what's funny is uh, um, back before podcasts were a thing, I'm talking like maybe 15 years ago, I, I used to have serious satellite radio. Mm-hmm. And I used to always, I always to always listen to the uh, NFL. They have an NFL channel. Yeah. And uh, so you like in the morning, it was like Adam Shine, and the afternoon though it was it was Gil Brandt. You know what I mean? And yeah. This guy would tell these stories, and he remembered like the street these kids, these recruits lived on, the colleges they went to, like their grade point average. And he, this guy, I mean, we're talking like he remembered everything. It was like a computer in his head. It, I mean, like. And he he was referred to as the Godfather, you know what I mean, on yes. uh, on on the radio show, and that's what blew my mind because even then, fifteen years ago, he was still pretty old. Like yeah. th- this, like how sharp his memory was, it blew my mind. You know what I mean? Like he's <laughs> reading 
remembered high school yep, stuff. Absolutely. And so high school, he would remember like he could tell you like he could tell you like uh Charlie Waters high school head coach's name. You know what I mean? Like who the hell would know that? You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's just like it's insane his knowledge. It's so funny. Like, and it is true, like he did so much for the advancement. Like, I think it was his idea to have the medical checks and have all the things on one location, you know, which is now called the combine, you know what I mean? Yes. You know, it's like, it's just crazy what he contributed to the game. You know what I mean? So. Yes. You you know, if you're, if you're lucky, you want one or two of those type of guys in your organization to help evaluate. Um, What's your thoughts, uh, Starstruck? No, I think he got hit it on the head and and what you read as well. Um, His accomplishments, Hall of Fame, and uh, also, uh, sealed with ring of honor all mm-hmm. of that he, he got thing and he got all of his flowers on and on this side <laughs> you know yeah 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 got all of his accolades that was well and truly deserved uh based upon what all he got i got nothing about what he did you know i mean of course other people that may have known him more but like i said the the things that he brought to the table, because you see a lot of people, and I'm not calling any names, that get into the Hall of Fame and, you know, they got one little single big major accomplishment that they've mm-hmm. done um, outside of a player. And, you know, this guy here, with all of the stuff that he did, as, as Kyle was listening, and the impact that it had on the game itself, yeah, it, it's one that I'm, I'm thankful that he's affiliated with the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Most, no- most notably. Absolutely. And the Cowboys had a had a, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but they said uh, we are we are deeply saddened by the passing of Gil Brandt, a true icon and pioneer of our sport. Gil was at this very core of the early success of the Dallas Cowboys and continued to serve as a great ambassador for the organization for decades beyond that. You know, very, very kind words about mm-hmm. about this man. And, and I mean, he, and he will be missed. He's a very, very important individual to our franchise. So. Now that being said, because um, in in this in this um, also in this, uh, let's see here. Let me go to the part. Okay, his contributions submitted. Oh, here's one key thing that I know Ron's gonna Ron would like to talk about in this message from the Dallas Cowboys, referring to Gil Brandt. Um, his combina- or, or his contributions submitted his spot in the Ring of Honor. <laughs> uh, um, and you know the honor. I guess it kind of like echoes off into the distance. So. <laughs> Um, in questions of a time, and we, I mean, time's limited. We don't know how much time we have on this earth. Um, what do you think, how does that correspond when you think about Jimmy Johnson in the Ring of Honor? And I'm going to start with Ron. Yeah, I was just, you know, that's why I kind of emphasized when I was talking about Gil Brandt that it was good to really see that this guy got his acknowledgement or his flowers on this side. I meant on this side of life um, because, you know, there's a question for me, you know, will Jimmy John get this same opportunity? Um, will both Jerry and Jimmy be available uh, for this thing to happen for Jimmy to get in there as well? And not even trying to compare the accomplishments of what Jimmy did to Gil Brandt. And it's not even close. Doesn't even touch scratch the surface. However, this guy, when you compare him uh, with the other head coaches that we have had historically, this guy brought in Super Bowls, you know, not Super Bowl. Well, I mean, he's like he's a pioneer. He's a pioneer yeah. of our organization. Yeah. You know, you're talking nope. to Tom Tex Stram and uh, Tom Landry. And, I mean, yeah. he was there, you know. Do it as long as Landry building a team from the ground up. He did it a lot faster because of free agency and things like that. And, you know, 
But man, you would have to think, you know, I, I'm just I would just be curious to peek into Jerry's mind and just see what was his thoughts running with Gil Brandt going out of his uh, thoughts on on Jimmy Johnson or even himself being there uh, to be <clears throat> present Jimmy. I'm just curious. Just curious. Um, very, I mean, very, very valid points. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that, Kyle? Yeah, I mean, at some point, he's got to put his pettiness behind him. I mean, it's just like, like I said, I, like I said in the last show, like even the media members who love Jerry are kind of calling him out on it. You know what I mean? Like this, how petty this this whole Jimmy Johnson Ring of Honor thing is. Like, what's it gonna take? You know what I mean? Because you know what's gonna happen. God forbid Jimmy dies, he's gonna be like, oh, you know what he's gonna say. My biggest regret is not putting him in while he was still here. Then just do it already. You know what I'm saying? Just do it, you know? Yeah, just, just get it out it. of the way. Just do the, yeah. do the guy right, you know, because. Know. And, then, and, and you know what will happen? People will finally stop talking about it. You know what I mean? Like, media will leave him alone about it. It'll be a done issue. It'll be done, you know? Yeah, just because the thing, the thing is, the thing that um, <clears throat> what Jerry Jones needs to get over is just to realize that there's nothing he can do. Yeah, for anybody to sit there and not recognize Jimmy Johnson yeah. has been a diehard Cowboy fan. The reason yeah. why we won those Super Bowls, yep. and that's He's even not... that, that, and that's even that third one, yeah, you know, that, that one with Barry Switcher that he won. Yeah. None of that stuff would have happened without um without uh, Jimmy Johnson. I mean, and 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 it yeah. And, and he it's just like, needs to look he, in the mirror and just get over himself. Yeah, because he's not changing anybody's mind by not letting him in the Ring of Honor. Everyone knows because it's been 27 years that you've been in charge of the team and haven't done shit with it. You know what I mean? It took Jimmy Johnson I, three. You I, know what I, I mean? Like I, I, I don't know. We do got a fan base that thinks Trey Lance is going to play this. Year, so, <laughs> so maybe. But, <laughs> maybe. but my po- my point is like, it, come on, man. The proof is in the pudding. Put the guy in the damn Ring of Honor already. Let's do it. You're not, you're, you're not changing anybody's mind. You're not. You know, it, everyone what, knows. I really want to know what happened. And maybe I got to read the book. Um, yeah, yeah. Because something, something mm-hmm. happened said and and i i was talking with someone recently and they had shared out mm-hmm. i don't know if this guy really knew exactly mm-hmm. where or the where the source of information came from but mm-hmm. well, he, he was sharing with me that you know jimmy really embarrassed jimmy uh jerry at times yes and and, yeah. meetings and things um said some things out in front of public mm-hmm. in front of people and meetings and stuff that really kind of made him you know you know i heard of, that too yeah they, I, I heard a specific story that happened at the Combine one year. Yeah, that you. They were all at a bar or something like late at night, and they were all drinking. And yeah. Jimmy said some comment, and Jerry was so pissed and embarrassed about it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. probably yeah. one of those things he'll never let go. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I've heard that too, actually. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if there was more than one occasion. Mm-hmm. Something he said that really did not sit well and really mm-hmm. thoroughly embarrassed this guy. And Jerry feels that. He just hasn't got his system with the whatever it who it was said in front of. I don't know yeah. what it was mm-hmm. said to what magnitude. I don't know, but it's been enough that this man <laughs> I know. I tell you, I tell you, I was sitting in that spin that bar drinking that scotch and and Jimmy just flat out embarrassed me. And I, I, <laughs> I, and, 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 and 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 quite frankly, quite honest, I've never fully recovered. <laughs> oh, yeah. I with this lady in college, no idea what happened or what was. It's something that stuck with this man twenty plus years. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, who knows? But, but again, we like to thank everyone that listens to our podcast. 
But that's all we have for this particular episode. Do you have anything else you have to say to the people, Kyle? We're almost there. One week till kickoff next Thursday, and then uh, Sunday night. We're almost there. <laughs> so, yep, yep. Get excited. We are slowly, for, we are slowly sh- for surely getting there. How about you, Ky- or, or how about you, Starstruck? Yeah, I think I'm good. Um, you know, we're close. Like Kyle said, we're, we're inching so much closer. You can just see it coming together now. And yeah, this time next week, we'll be kicking it off. At least mm-hmm. one game will be. Yep, yep, absolutely. And make sure you guys are. Join us again next week when we're going to talk about our NFL predictions or what NFL predictions because I mean to be to be quite honest and frank and stuff, I don't care about any other team in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to definitely talk about what our things, what our Cowboys standing, where we think the Cowboys are going to end up being at this year. But without with that, we'll see you here next time. The Star Chronicles Dallas Cowboy Podcast and go. <laughs>